0: This Torah class is brought to you by Torahanytime.com. Okay, welcome to today's class and we are discussing happiness. And we are going through the book by Rabbi Zelik Pliskin, Happiness, and we're discussing it. And we talked about last week, we talked about the three principles for happiness. Number one principle is to appreciate what a person has and enjoy what you have. If you are healthy, you're one of the luckiest people in the world. The person should feel like they won the lottery. A person who is healthy has really won the lottery. There are so many things out there. A the person's body is working perfectly. You're so lucky. We're so lucky. A person's got to really thank God every day. We don't really appreciate it until something goes wrong. But there are so many different things that can go wrong. And the person whose body is functioning should really give give praise to Hashem. Every day, And we do with the bracha of Asher Atzar, which people don't say properly because they don't appreciate what's going on when things are going well, well, we don't appreciate, that's the trouble. So very important, number one is to appreciate what you have and enjoy what you have. Appreciate what you have and enjoy what you have and most people think, you know, they always focus on what they don't have. They never focus on what they have. That's human nature. We focus on what we don't have. The cup is always half empty. But the truth is, we have to always think the cup is always half full. Appreciate what you have. So a person has uh, a roof over their head. We take it for granted. We're so lucky. We, we, you walk around the street, and see a homeless person. We just don't understand what it's like to be homeless. We're so lucky. We, we're always raised with a roof over our heads. We are so, so lucky. You have central heating. You're so lucky because it's freezing out there. You see this guy sitting, he sleeps on, this, on the bench over here on, on the main street. We're so lucky. We have central heating. We have, we have a roof over the heads. We have carpets in the house. We're living like kings. We have hot water. We talked about last week. So we have to appreciate. But person has to appreciate. Think of what you have. Always people focus, I, I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this. But think about what you have. Think about the Jews in Israel who lost their houses. There was a fire and, and I don't know, 1,800 families. 1,800 houses were burnt down or something like that. It's a crazy number. So think about what you have and appreciate. If you're happily married, you're you're one of the lucky fifty percent. Yeah. Fifty percent, lucky members. Appreciate what you have and enjoy your spouse. Enjoy your children. You have children. Enjoy your children. Enjoy you have grandchildren. You won the lottery. You won the lottery. Enjoy your grandchildren. So, a person has to appreciate what they have, and then learn to enjoy what they have, to savor what a person has. Well, we talked about how there's so many parts of the mouth to taste things. You go to school uh, to learn how to taste wine. I think they talk about 12 parts of the mouth or 16, where they actually flavor the mouth. They have, they have to know how to flavor the, the wine. So if you can't flavor it, you don't, won't be able to appreciate it. Imagine actually a person to eat, we swallow things down, we don't really appreciate, we don't really taste the food. How long is the taste of the food in one's mouth? Until it goes down. Once it goes down, there's no taste anymore. You've finished it. So there's a big difference between men and women. I went to a party once with my wife. It was at the Hilton Hotel in, uh, in Ushalai. And uh, it was a wedding. One of my friends got married. And I went there and I said, oh, it's disgusting, the food. Tiny little portions. And she's saying, wow, it looks so nice. Look, there's a leaf over here. I said, who cares about the leaves? There's a totally difference between men and women. Totally difference between men and women. So women appreciate the way the food looks. The looks are very, very important for the woman. And the men don't care about the looks. They just care about the tachlis. (laughs) let <laughs> the stuff you enough. So that's very important. Unless you're my husband who plays the piano. Oh, he's a chef. The, he's the. Uh, but I'm talking about chefs. I'm not talking about chef. That's a chef. Much better than I do. Yeah, well, that's a chef. Okay, a chef. professional. He's a professional. Okay, so. First person's got to appreciate what they have we, we really are the luckiest generation we talked about we are the luckiest generation of Jews for 2,000 years we have a state of Israel we are lucky we are million, we're millionaires we have a place to go if you're persecuted Jews don't have a place to go they couldn't run can you imagine before the second world war they were trapped no one would give them a visa nobody would give them a visa trapped you have nowhere to run where am I going to go I know the Nazis are there what am I going to do where am I going to go where am I going to go it was terrible we're the lucky generation. We can go tomorrow, you can go buy a ticket, you can buy it online. You have to go anywhere. Amazing. <laughs> you can buy a ticket. Uh LL right now is having a little problem, so you go United. So many airlines, like So you go there's so many different airlines, you have know, so many different ways to go to Israel. You can go via London, you can go via Europe, you can go via here, Chi- uh, Canada. Cheapest way is through uh, Kiev. I don't know, advocate it though. Ukraine. You go through Ukraine, it's the cheapest ticket it here. Is or key. Turkey It's cheap as so, there's so many different ways. We're so lucky. We have to appreciate and go to Israel and enjoy Israel. Enjoy. Right? You go there and you enjoy it. You see, it's your land. You've, when I go to Israel, I feel like I'm walking on the same steps. My father, and my grandfather, my great-grandfather walked. Because I know my grandfather lived in Israel. He was living in Israel until 1910. Uh, he moved there from, you know, okay, let's not go into stories. Okay. So, we have to appreciate and enjoy what we have. We're, really, we're the luckiest generation. Number two, every cloud has a silver lining, and that's something which a person in a cloud cannot see. Every cloud has a silver lining. So we can only see the cloud, but we don't see the silver lining in the cloud. Every time a person has a problem, we have to realize it. So Hashem is asking us to call out to him. Hashem wants our company. Hashem wants us to reach out to him. Hashem wants a connection. And it's unfortunate, we, sometimes we get a problem to build the connection. A person should build the connection without the problems. That's a problem. So we have to find the positive in the bad. In the bad itself, there's a positive, which, and we have that faith. The person has to have faith in God and trust in God, which is, is tomorrow night's class, which is also on the, on the website. Anytime. you can Now you can see the class. Doesn't mean you shouldn't come. You should come as well. <laughs> and a person can find the positives. In the bad itself, there's positives. of these so stories of people who had a car crash, they're taken to the hospital and they find a, a very bad disease and they cured. it. If they wouldn't have had the car crash, they wouldn't have found the disease. So in the positive itself, we have to find as a positive. person has to move. Look at the Jews who had to leave Russia in the the 1800s or the early 1900s. And they came here. The positive is they survived the war. So it looks bad, it looks terrible, but you know what? Hashem is trying to save them. And we see this right through Jewish history. They're thrown out of this country. Baruch Hashem got thrown out of the country. Because the next generation, they're going to kill all the Jews in that country. And number three, we said the main thing is a person wants to be happy, act happy. Act happy, even though you're not happy. Act happy, smile, put on a big smile. A person's got to be a good actor. I know as a parent, you have to be a good actor because you're not allowed to lose your temper. It's so hard. You have to show temper without losing temper. So you have to be a good actor. You have to be detached from your emotions. To be a good parent, you have to be detached from your emotions. When you come home, you have to show a nice, smiling face even though you may not feel happy. You have to put on an act. So a person has to be a good actor and the way we act on the outside that eventually is going to influence the inside that's a very important idea which is brought down by Sefer HaChinuch, the book of education which goes through all the 630 mitzvot and every parasha goes through the mitzvah and the parasha and over there at the beginning he says the purpose of the mitzvah is because when you do a mitzvah it will increase your emunah in Hashem it will draw you closer to Hashem the action itself will change the way you think there's a whole branch of psychology called cognitive psychology, or behavior modification. The way you behave is how you're going to change your brain waves. The brain connections are going to change by what you do. So it's what you do that changes who you are. So if you're smiling, it's going to change the way you're thinking. It's amazing. Very powerful idea. So Rav Vigda Miller would go and sit in front of the mirror and practice his smile. Imagine. <laughs> so that, because everyone, it says, it's a pretty careful. Shammai says, of all people, Shammai says... Go and receive everyone with a nice face, and uh, it's something rabbis have to practice because, of the, you know, um, it's all about customer service. <laughs> rabbis are all about customer service. If you call the rabbi, he doesn't call you back. It's like, eh, who wants to go there? You know, don't call you back. So it's all about customer service. If it's good customer service with a smile, people like that place and they'll go again. If there's customer service, it stinks and it's a rad frown, uh, people are not going to go. very simple. So it's all about customer service today. So you want your children to be happy? Customer service. Right? The mother's got to serve the child and look after the child and smile at the child and be nice to the child. And uh, don't ask me about discipline. That's the hard part. That's daddy's job. Okay? <laughs> you wait till your father comes home. That was, the, that was in those days, the good old days. Those days. Yeah. I have just a funny something funny to say. It's reminding me. Um, so uh, my uh, grandson was in uh, Barnes and Noble with his mother. And a little boy that was like two and a half years old was screaming. He, you know, he was lost. He couldn't find his mother. So my uh, grandson, who was like five at the time, he says to his mother, he's doing the wrong thing. He should just go to customer service. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Flop him down in customer service. Let them deal with him. That's the best way. Okay, so these three things are really the foundation of happiness. Appreciate, enjoy. Appreciate what you have. that has got to appreciate what they have. Enjoy what you have. That's the hard part. We have so many things, we don't really enjoy them. And that's the American tragedy, right? This, a person has a big house, so they can't enjoy every single room. He said, how, can you, how many rooms do you need to live in? And you can't enjoy every single room, so it's good. And maybe you should move your bed around once in a while. Just enjoy the house. Enjoy the place find the positives find the positives in a person's life (laughs) so my kids have grown up and they're out and I'm all alone and I feel so alone well the good part is they've grown up they moved out Baruch Hashem well they're married even better Baruch Hashem they have children even better so talk about the positives in your life people always talk about you know I'm this I'm this I'm that but what about appreciate what you had or had before that Hashem blessed us with thank God a million times Person's are 85 years old and they're sick. I say, listen, 85 years. I have 85 years to thank God for. Baruch Hashem million times. Halibay. It's like a dream. A person who's a young person says, Oh, you're 85. How do you teach that age? That's amazing. That's that's amazing. That's a bracha. That's a tremendous bracha. And talk and act joyously. Someone asks you how you're doing, you say, Baruch Hashem. Great, great. I am a rabbi in Israel, my rabbi in Israel. Great. What's the answer? to his great. How are you doing? Great. Everything's great. Everything's great. Even when things are right, are really, really bad. I told you, I think last week, I know, he, lost his, uh, he lost his building in Israel. got taken away from him because he didn't pay his rent. I don't know how many months. It was terrible. And not only that, but he took him to court. He had to, had to pay out half a million dollars or something, know, back rent or whatever. And how are you doing? Great. <laughs> I need a hundred million dollars or whatever. Okay, so eventually they gave him the money, and people donated money because of his attitude to life. Amazing. So it's very, very important. Those are the three rules. Let's repeat these three rules. Appreciate what you have. Appreciate. Hashem likes people to appreciate. If you give someone a gift they don't appreciate, you're not going to give them a gift. Very simple. Mm -hmm. It's very, very important to appreciate what you have or you had in the past. People don't appreciate what they had. That's the trouble. So we have to appreciate what we have. Baruch Hashem million times what we have. We're the luckiest. We have to keep on thinking. We're the luckiest generation of Jews in two thousand years, since the Bar revolt, or even before that. That's where the Romans took us all as slaves. People don't realize the Jews built the Colosseum. People don't realize that sixty thousand Jewish slaves from Israel. Titus, the emperor, destroyed the of Took sixty thousand Jews as slaves, at least. That's how the Jews got to Europe. They were slaves. The Romans took them as slaves. And then you know what happens? One Jew became free. And the biggest mitzvah for a Jew is, so he redeems another Jew, and the other Jew redeems another Jew, and they collect money, and they, so they redeemed all these slaves. And that's how the Jews got to Europe. They moved to Spain, they moved to France, and eventually they moved to Ashkenaz, and they became Ashkenaz. People don't realize, Ashkenazi Jews were basically, I don't know, 50 families. And they, they repopulated. You see how, in a few generations, having 10 children each. And amazing what you could do. There's a chart. The OU magazine. I highly recommend you look at that chart. And the OU Jewish Action this this month's Jewish Action. It shows you 100 people and shows you what the results are in different branches. of Judaism, you'll see that I think the Hasidim now. for every 100 people, there's 3,400. I don't know how much wow. there is. And for modern Orthodox, tells you I don't know, but uh, much less, and it keeps on going down the hill. Mm-hmm. People not having kids that's our biggest problem today, Jews are not getting married and Jews are not having kids, that's our biggest problem in in America, and when they do get married they marry the wrong people, or or the right people the wrong people so we have to find the positive in everything and that's the hard part to find the positive sometimes because things are bad, what's the positive? the positive is sometimes a person is sick okay, but it's temporary you can find the positive, go to the hospital it's not cancer, that's the first question Baruch Hashem, million times it's curable it's something not so serious. Or can be under control. Good, Baruch Hashem. got got to be positive and thankful. And always talk and act joyously because we are lucky. Why? Because we believe in two worlds. We believe in two worlds. Even if this world is not doing well, fine. Okay, Baruch Hashem, we have a So, there's always something to rejoice about. It may be bad over here, but it's better in the next world. Yeah, some people, this world is so good. I don't want to go to the next world. <laughs> So Hashem says, okay, I'm going to make it bad for you soon. <laughs> You'll want to go. You'll want to go eventually. Eventually everyone wants to go. Some people, they don't want to go. They go screaming. Some people go happy. You have to know, this world is not the main world. But it's the main world to earn what we need to retire in the next world. You don't realize the next world is the world of retirement. You can't do good deeds in the next world. That's it. It's over. Free choice is right here. So this is the world to earn. This is the world to work hard that's what we do right now we're working really hard at least I am I don't know (laughs) learning Torah is the main thing it's a very very big thing and learning Torah should make a person happy and that's a sign if they're doing mitzvah properly or not if the mitzvah makes you happy you're doing the mitzvah properly if the mitzvah made you sad and depressed you didn't do the mitzvah properly very simple it's very simple and that's what a person has to gauge this Shabbat make me happy but if it didn't make me happy, then the attitude to Shabbat has to change. Your attitude to Shabbat is not a good attitude. It's not a healthy attitude. But I first got to look forward to Shabbat and welcome Shabbat and say, wow, I wish it was Shabbat every day. T-G-I-F. I mean, even the non-Jews know T-G-I-F. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God. Why is it Thank God Friday? Because they know they're going to be off. Here we have much more to celebrate because we can switch off the phone, the stupid phone, switch off the cell phone, switch off the internet, and put your mind and get back to normal a little bit. Without any distractions, get back to the family. Otherwise, people, that's why families break down. They don't see each other. i tell you, if it wasn't for Shabbat, I probably wouldn't see my wife or for children. I don't know. It's crazy. You're running here, running there, right? Thank God for Shabbat. Thank God. We have to appreciate Shabbat. And we have to enjoy Shabbat. So, appreciate and enjoy. Everyone should remember this. these three things. I'm trying to remember myself. Appreciate and enjoy. When you're down, appreciate what you have. You're wearing clothes. Thank God we can afford clothes. How many you walking around? They can't afford even clothes. Clothes are in tatters. And enjoy them. Enjoy. You have clothes? Enjoy the clothes. know. Enjoy. The clothes. It's so important to enjoy. People forget that part. I bought this and I bought this and I bought this and I bought this and I bought this. No. You have to enjoy it though. There's no point buying and having in your closet. Now think about it, if you have to move to Israel, what are you gonna do with all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Hell you only have one suitcase. If you go to Nefesh but Nefesh, I don't have any ten suitcases. And when are you gonna put them? You know, there's apartments in Israel. You ever seen an apartment in Israel? What oh boy? They're dinky, dinky. Dinky apartment. It costs a fortune as dinky apartment. Then you need a machsan, you have to buy a machsan to put all your stuff because you're American, you have to put it. you have to have a place to park it all. <laughs> so much stuff, <laughs> but find the positive. The truth is, you don't need so much stuff. That's the positive. The positive is in Israel. You appreciate what you have because you don't need so much. You find out you don't really need so much, and that's the good part of being in Israel. Is they, it's amazing how they live with much less and they're much happier. They live longer. It's amazing. Men in Israel one of the longest with all the army and all the wars and all the cigarette smoke and all the garbage. They're living longer. The lifespan in Israel is longer than America. Baruch Hashem. It's a miracle. It's a, nothing else. There's nothing else but a miracle. It's a miracle. I think for a man it's 85, which is one of the longest in the world. The Rabbi, yes. there was a, something in one of the uh, newspapers. There was a study about different countries and how happy... Yeah, the happiness index. Yeah. Yeah. Happiness index. Is in Israel's right up there. And... and Israel is, is in the top five. It's amazing. They're happier than right. the Americans. Right. Right. Why is that? Way happier than the Americans. So the answer is, it's, it's, a social, it's a social framework. You have a social network over there. Over here, people are lost. The uh, parents don't talk to their kids. The kids don't talk to their parents. Over there, it's like one big family. Your whole know, apartment building is one big family. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everyone on your floor is your neighbors. They, they're more than neighbors. They become your relatives. They're all very involved with each other. It's crazy. Can I get? Can I borrow a bag of flour? Can I borrow a bag of uh, sugar? You don't see this over here. You don't go to your neighbor and say, "Can you lend me some eggs?" But Israel, you lend me some eggs. Knock on the door. Can I borrow a few eggs? Can I borrow a chairs? Can I borrow a sure, Of course. They do it all, the time. all the time. And then they give you unsolicited advice as well. Yeah, of course. They give you a lot of advice. And if you're single, you get more. You get more than advice. You get offers. You get offers. <laughs> Okay, so these are the major principles of foundations of happiness. Appreciate and enjoy. Let's all say it together. Appreciate and enjoy. Find the positive, the silver lining. And act and talk joyously. Talk with a smile on your face. Act as if you really mean it. Even though you're really down the dumps, but you should act as if they're happy. And these are the three principles that are such small, smart. This is this is really sh- very brilliant minor things which become major principles just small things to appreciate what you have such a small thing but such a big thing and to enjoy what you have you know I I just heard a shirah there's a rabbi Eitan Feiner he's one of the keynote speakers in the Agudah Convention I just happen to see him on Torah anytime you can see these people Eitan Feiner he's a rabbi in uh, Long Island and uh, he said 21 years they're waiting to have a child Mm-hmm. He had a child. His child was born in a coma, oh, no. and the, the boy only had a breath six months later. Mm. And he's a special needs child. Mm. But he says this child is full of chesed. What? Chesed. His face chesed. is always mm-hmm. full of kindness, and mm-hmm. so he's, yeah, this is a person who had you know tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. But find the silver lining, find the positives. How can he live? And the answer is you got to find the silver line. That's person's got to find the silver line. Bar there's, there's terrible cases, and person's got to live, got to keep on going. We have a big tzaddik in the shul over here, massive tzaddik who looks after his daughter, carries his daughter. It's a miracle. It's uh, he doesn't complain. I'm saying a single complaint. They don't complain. Oh, daddy's always smiling. Always smiling. And, so and you know what, his father, his smile. father was a Holocaust survivor. You've got to read the book. Her father right. lived in his barns. His daughter you know. is always smiling. His daughter is like... Baruch HaShem, Baruch HaShem, Baruch Baruch so, Okay, doesn't matter. Find the positives. Find the okay. positives and act joyously, and that's the hard part. Act joyously, put on an act. If you have to put on an act, put on an act of acting joyously, because act, acting joyously will eventually influence you to think joyously. So even though things are down, Smile. And, you know, if you go to hospital, you go to see the nurses over there. I uh, happen to be in hospital, unfortunately, for two days. Uh, thank God it's only two days. Very expensive two days, by the way. <laughs> it's like $10,000 a day. Uh, and it's not exactly a hotel, right? No, yeah. uh, it's a rather good hotel. Mm. All right. So, but I'm just saying, the attitude you have to the nurses improves your care or can decrease your care tremendously if you smile at the nurses it's amazing what they'll do for you if you don't smile at the nurses they probably won't even want to look at you it's amazing how it's the way you act that attracts people's attention right? anyone who's visited in hospitals right? you'll know that the the, the reception you get when you go visit someone that makes you want to go to see them makes you not want to go to see them it's a hard job to visit people in hospitals it's a very hard job so I take off my hat to those who go Big mitzvah. But anyway, let's go on to the topic. So, these are the three principles, are the foundations of happiness. And without these three things, no matter what one has or does, one will not be happy. You have to be grateful for what you have. It's called an attitude of gratitude and appreciate it, and appreciate it. And not only appreciate it, we have to enjoy it. So person go look around the house and say, "Listen, I got this and I got this." How many times have you sat on the sofa? Person has sofas in the living room, right? So we hardly sit on it. If there's a guest, maybe we sit on the sofa. But there's no guest. So I "Listen, I have it. Why don't I enjoy it? So take your spouse and go sit there for five, ten minutes a day. Relax. Enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life." So you have to have it. You have to appreciate it, and you have to enjoy it. It's not like you're having so many stuff in the closet and we don't appreciate it. Because we don't enjoy it. We don't use it. So it's there in the closet. Okay, I know I have it. It's comforting to know you have it when you need it. But you never used it. <laughs> so appreciate it, enjoy it. And if you don't need to give it away. Let someone else enjoy it. And you should get enjoyment if someone else is enjoying it. And that's the enjoyment of a Jewish mother when she sees her kids eating. Enjoying, enjoying other people's enjoying Right? When you give something to someone and you see them wearing it and they say, wow, I'm really happy you're wearing it and you're using it and you're using it in good health exactly. and appreciate and enjoy it. That's a very, very important thing. Mm-hmm. If you give a, uh, the shul a kiddush, watch people's faces and see how they enjoy the food and appreciate the food and say, I'm really enjoying their enjoyment. I'm enjoying their enjoyment. That's a very important thing. Always find a positive. So a person's going to make a commitment to increase their level of happiness. That's why we're here today. We want to make equipment today to increase our level of happiness in life appreciate every single day that goes by, don't let time just pass you by a person can say, you know, thank God I'll have time thank God for the time, thank you Hashem now how am I going to use my time for the best, in the best possible way, that's the hard part, that's the hard part how does a person use their time productively, the most maximum productivity and you know a lot of depression is caused because people don't feel they're using their time properly a lot of the things, probably because the person's day just passed by, it's a hard time for vacations. Because the day passes by, and you had a good time, but you really feel empty afterwards, because there was no purpose. So that's why it's important to have purpose throughout the day, and every time a person says a bracha, that's your purpose right there. A the person's going to say a bracha properly. Now, it's interesting, when a person says a bracha, we don't really realize, but there's angels listening to us. It's not, you're, just, you're not just saying a bracha in a vacuum. You know, yesterday I was talking about how a Jew has to have a good imagination. To be a Jew, you have to have a very good imagination. There's a beautiful story. It says the Prophet Elisha. The Prophet Elisha was very, very famous. Why? Because number one is he healed healed the non-Jewish general Naaman. Naaman had leprosy. Uh, we're going to do this on Shabbat. You know, like we're doing the course through uh, we're going through Nach. Right, we will get there in a few a few months or years, whatever. So, Elisha, uh, <laughs> we're going to we're going to get through. To, we're, right now, we're on finishing in David Melech It's amazing. David life—what so much troubles in his life, and uh, for every trouble he had, we get a song right. And every good thing he had, he get a song oh, right. That's okay. how a person's life should be. Every time something is good, thank God, sing a praise, sing a praise. Person, not a composer, read a praise. David Amalek wrote psalms for good occasions. Something's bad, read a psalm. Sound for a bad occasion. Because everything is to do with God. person, he turned his life into one big poetry to God. Good parts of poetry, bad parts. Anyway, let's go back to Elisha. Elisha, who was the student of? Eliyahu Navi. The student of Eliyahu Navi. And he was the greatest student of Eliyahu because he asked Eliyahu Navi, he says, give me double portion of what you had. Can imagine what a chutzpah, right? Eliyahu is dying. He's not dying. He's gonna be. He's gonna go somewhere else. And he says, "Give me a double portion of what you had." And he says, "If you can see me go up, it's a sign. You'll get it." He saw Eliyana B go up in the chariot. The fiery chariot goes up, pulled by fiery horses, whatever that means. And he goes. Eliana can is transferred into the next world without dying. He's one of the one of the ten people who have never died. And Elisha saw this and he gets a double portion of his prophecy. Can you imagine? If he has a double portion of his prophecy. And uh, the, the Syrians knew that the power of the Jews was because of Elisha. Elisha would always tell them the army is coming this way, go do this, go there. You can always see the future. So they decide they've got to capture Elisha. The Syrian army sends a whole platoon, capture Elisha. Your mission is to capture the prophet. So the prophet is surrounded by horses and chariots and an enemy, and his, and his servant is trembling. His servant is trembling. He says, Aisha, how come you're not trembling? How come they're all surrounding us. He says, you can't see? He says, see what? You can't see the angels around us? <laughs> he says, Hashem, "Opened his eyes so he could see as well. And he sees they're surrounded by millions of angels. He's scared now? He says, I'm not scared now. <laughs> we don't see that. We have to have imaginations. When a person says a bracha, the bracha is being relayed. That bracha is not just a vacuum person saying a bracha, and the angels, sometimes they're impressed, and sometimes they say, eh, what kind of bracha is that? They're disgusted. That's up to us to impress the angels. At least we can impress the angels. You can say a bracha. person has the opportunity to say a bracha. Say a bracha properly. It's a very hard thing to do. It's amazing. There's a Yetzirah not to say a bracha at all. That's number one. And number two is, even if you say a bracha, the Yetzirah is, don't say it properly. That's a terrible thing. So we have to, don't swallow the bracha. And the main thing is say, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam. That's the main part of the bracha. There are six words. Bless you, God, the king of the universe. If God is missing from the bracha, people just swallow God's name. They say God's name fully, not half. Not swallow it. And say Melech HaOlam, the king of the universe, because a king who is not king of the universe, there's, no, there's not a praise. So you have to say those words very, very fully. It's very, very important. Say a bracha properly and then you'll appreciate the world a bit more when you say the bracha properly you'll say wow, what am I doing, I'm saying thank you to to God for the fruit I appreciate this fruit so much look how beautiful it is and look how healthy it's going to make me so people are going to think about these things appreciate all there is to be grateful for in your life and in your world and that's something which we don't even think about we always think about what we don't have I don't have this and I don't have that I need this, I need that you're going shopping, I need this and I need that, I need that but look in the closet, it's full of stuff. Maruch <coughs> Hashem, thank God. A million times, the fridge is full, thank God, a million times. The going to be grateful for what they have. Learn how to enjoy what you have not enjoyed before. And that's something which we have to, it's, a, it's an art. The art of learning to enjoy life, which Americans don't have time for, because we're running around like lunatics. It's a rat race. Run, 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 run. <sighs> Appreciate your peace and quiet in your house. Appreciate it, boy appreciate it you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night to change diapers appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> i never i tell you 14 years i never had one night sleep more 14 years i never slept through the night 14 years honestly 14 years and then when the first night I said, what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah something strange over here what's happening now it's amazing it's a gift it's a it's a gift But well, both sides a gift just holding a baby is such a pleasure, such an enjoyment. Mm-hmm. A person has to enjoy those days, because those days are so fast. They, they end so fast. So you hold your grandchildren, but you can always give them back. i take it. <laughs> so find positives in yourself and other people. That's hard. People today don't, are very hard on themselves. Person's are going to find positives in themselves. And that's very important. part of Musar is to always build yourself up, not to knock yourself down. Build yourself up by thinking of your good qualities and working on them to improve. Look on your good qualities first. Don't think about the bad qualities. Only when you have some self-esteem can you change the bad in yourself. So find the positives in yourself. And then when you have someone you don't like, look at positives in them as well. They also have positives. Everyone has positives. No, so a, a person with negatives, all negatives, is impossible. And as school teachers especially, sometimes we're very difficult with our, our kids. And then we just look at the bad parts about kids. We have to look at the good sides of the goods as well. That's the hard part. Okay. Now look at the good parts. Enjoy the good parts. Smile at the good parts. And the kid will change his relationship with you. So it's important to always smile at them, give them love. And uh, slowly they'll come around. It takes a long time. Look at Yitzhak Adesav. Very strange relationship. <laughs> Why did Esau love Yitzhak so much? And the answer is, he loved him because he showed love to him. Yitzhak showed love to Esau more than he showed love to Yaakov, and he and he made Yitzhak Esav into his favorite son, which is very strange, right? Yitzhak, you think Yitzhak, is the spiritual man would, would hate this son who is such a rebellious son? No, he tries to draw him closer and closer, and brings and tries to bring him back. was not successful, but he was to a certain point that even Esau decided he's going to marry different women because his father didn't like his wives. Right. But he didn't tell him anything. You couldn't tell him anything. You tell him anything, he's gonna run away. So it's the love that drew him closer. Tried to draw him closer. Tried his best. So talk and act joyously. Change what you can change, but see the potential for growth and development. In each encounter and experience. Suppose we're gonna think, how will this encounter how could I develop through this encounter with someone? I had an encounter with someone. Is this going to make, how am I going to make myself a better person through this encounter? A very, very rough encounter with someone at work. I had a very tough encounter with someone over here and over there. How is this going to improve? help to improve me? That's all I'm worried about. How do I improve myself through this encounter? Talk and act joyously. We talked about this. It will create inner joy. Free your mind from counterproductive inner chatter. This is so much, so important. This is such an important thing. We talked about this. Uh, we talked to the book. Which book were we doing? Thinking Positively. What's that book? It's all in, my mind. It's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. The inner chatter we tell ourselves all the time. But it says, I'm bad, I'm useless, I'm this, I'm that. It's my fault, it's my fault, it's more of It's not going to help you. It's going to get you down. It's going to break you. So it's better not to say those words and say it's all in God's hands. And I've, I've learned to say this. But has got to say sometimes, I've done my best. It's all in your hands, Hashem. What can I do? i made mistakes in my life. It's your hands now. I'm giving, I'm giving the responsibility over to you. You feel much better. You feel so much better when it's not your responsibility anymore. <laughs> Hashem, that's it. You're carrying me, carrying my burdens as well. Carry me, just come carry me. You call my children, my grandchildren. You carry them, Hashem. I can't worry about them anymore. That's it. You, you do it for me. You do it for me. You worry for me. And you know what? Hashem says, they're my children as well. Right. Your children are my children. Your friends are my friends. And your enemies also my children. Right. That's the hard part. We have to realize every single human being is... God's child. And that's one of the secrets of success in Tefillah. And that's something which we don't focus enough on, is to make our problems God's problems. If your son God is not doing well, you're the parent. It's your problem more than my parent. So, we're all God's, God's children. We have to make it God's problem. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was so smart. He was so clever. Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, says Hashem says, I'm going to destroy all the Jews. After the sin of the golden calf, I'm going to destroy them all. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, but well, what will they say about you, God? It's your problem, God. What will they say about you that you destroy your own children? It's like our Aved, the same thing Saddam. What will they say about you, God? You're not doing justice if you kill the righteous with the, with the wicked. What will the people say about you, Hashem? You're going to lose your reputation. It's not just about me. It's about you. We have to make it God's problem as well. You're my parent. If you see a son suffering, you see a daughter suffering, is that the parent feels good? It's your problem, Hashem. For your sake, and that's what we say. What do you say in the on Yom Kippur? Do it for your name, Hashem. It's amazing, amazing concept. We're, we're praying to God to do it for Himself. Why? Because he's the, he, he created us, He's the Creator. The Creator feels bad when your creation is not doing well. We have to make it part of God's creation as, uh, problem as well. And when we pray, there's a very important tip. The tip was at the beginning of this week's parasha. It's a very strange word used for prayer. I think it's only used in this context. At the beginning of the parasha, which parasha was it yesterday, guys? Told, him. Told him. It says, Vaye Ater Yitzhak, the Nochach Ishto. And Yitzhak prayed facing his wife. So the word prayer, you don't know, it's usually it's palel, it should be it palel Yitzhak, it palel Yitzhak. It says, Vaye Ater Yitzhak. What's Vaye Ater Yitzhak? he says, Yitzhak is language of pestering. He pestered Hashem over Imagine, he got married at the age of 40 and the age of 60 has a child, 20 years childless. That's a long time. So what's he doing in those 20 years? L- awful lot of prayer. 20 years of praying and pestering and pestering and pestering. That's the secret to successful prayer. Keep on bugging. Hashem needs the prayers. Hashem wants the prayers. Hashem wants the prayers. Hashem wants the prayers. So eventually Hashem says, your prayers, just there was, a, there was a blockage over there in the pipe. You know, I had a plumber in my house. Um, he was there for like five hours. I tipped him. I felt sorry for him. Trying to clean the kitchen sink. Oh boy, because that pipe goes all the way down to the main... I know it's about 100 feet that pipe, and the blockage was right towards the end of the pipe. (laughs) And he was digging and pushing and that, and with all the machinery and the electricity, and felt sorry for him. But you see that finally it goes through. Finally, you dig enough and you block the. It's like a blockage. There's some kind of spiritual blockage. (laughs) So our prayers. And uh, that's what happens, and then we have to keep on digging. As Rashi says, mm-hmm. He p- pestered Hashem; he kept on, never gave up, never give up hope. Kavel Hashem. We said at the end of the s'fila, Kavel Hashem. Put your trust in God. Kavel Hashem. Chazak v'yametz Strengthen your heart. You just gave up. You said, "Listen, I, I trusted in God, nothing happened. I gave up." Don't give up. Chazak v'yametz lebecha. Hashem. Do it again. Processes with us. If we give up, that's the end of everything. If we give up hope and we don't pray anymore, that's it. That's the end of the story. But if we don't give up, we keep on praying and praying and praying, eventually something happens. Something gives. It won't give for us, it will give for someone else. So that's something which we have to remember. So the, the what is this The line, the word, it's the interesting, it comes with the word for a pitchfork, atar. A pitchfork. Why? Because a pitchfork, you keep on turning the hay. To dry the hay, they have to Put in the sun, and then turn it around and dry it, so the sun will dry it. So keep on turning over, and that's what the successful tefillah is: through turning over the tefillah over and over again. So, a person's got to visualize themselves joyously reaching their goals. That's a very important. That's a very important idea. That's the book, right? It's all in the mind, which is visualize yourself achieving the goal. I'm just I'm going to take the questions right at the end, so because it's going to interrupt the, the flow of things. So please keep your questions. To the end of the class and we'll discuss everything. Okay. So the doorway to a life happiness. I'm on page thirteen. I'm actually going through the book for a change instead of just <laughs> making it. So we're actually on page, 13, on page thirteen. And we're still on page thirteen. It's right. a good page because in Jewish law thirteen is a very good number. Why is thirteen a very good number? Bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. What else? It's the gematria of the word Echad. One. God is one. Echad is 13 Ahava, love, 13 Everything. The important things are 13, 13 principles of faith 13 is a very, very important number in Judaism So we're on page 13 It's a very good number The three principles are the foundation of happiness These three principles Appreciate and enjoy Find the positive Talk and act joyously The doorway to a life of happiness is open before you Just imagine yourself walking through It says happiness on the door You open the door Happiness <laughs> Only trouble is, we think happiness is going to be created for us. We create our happiness. We create the happiness. No one can create happiness for you. No one can make you happy. They can give you whatever you need, but they can't make you happy. You can take your kids to the best. Six Flags. I know it's the best. Yeah, there's the Six Flags. They come back miserable. Why is it they came back miserable? I made them happy, right? No, I can't make you happy. I'm sorry. That's what you're going to tell your kids. I can't make you happy. You can't? It's your job, you're a father, that's your job, right? No, I can't make you happy. Only you can make yourself happy. You have to find that doorway in your life, in your head, in your mind to make yourself happy. So you have the guidebook, this is the guidebook. We can't go into this guidebook, this is the guidebook for happiness. Amazing, amazing book. (coughs) And we have to apply these principles to ourselves. So you have to make a checklist for yourself. Do I appreciate what I have? That's the number one question on the checklist. Do I enjoy what I have? Oh, that's very hard. Do you appreciate what you have? No, number one is make a list of what you have. That's Oh boy, we're so lucky. We are so lucky. Whatever we have, we're so lucky. Because the positives always outweigh the negatives. You look at make a list, you'll find all the positives outweigh the negatives. If you look at the morning blessings, you'll find all the positives outweigh the negatives. Baruch Hashem, we have ground under our feet. We have no idea what it's like not to have ground under your feet. Like, so find the positives in your life and act joyously. I Act joyously you know when I was a kid I made a checklist for myself and I got lazy that's very bad but I made a checklist for myself every day a daily checklist a simple checklist and this could be part of the checklist was I happy today did I appreciate what I had today was I grateful to Hashem today these are very very basics on the checklist did I act joyously today did I talk nicely to people today it's a very very important checklist so these are small things that we can do to make our lives better it's not for other people it's for us and when our lives are better then lives of people around us become better You'll see the stress levels of the house going down. If you are happy, boy, if you're a woman and you're happy, you just made your husband so rich. People don't realize. What about one's health? Same thing. A person who is happy, their health will improve. Correct. It's very, very important. So, again, stress is such a big killer. We don't really realize. And, and, also diet. Exercise. Diet, stress, exercise, of course. But stress is the main. Stress is a very, very important thing. Stress is one of the killers today in America. And that's why people are running, 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 they're stressed out and the stress makes them sick because they're not happy. The stress makes a person happy. But it's good stress or bad stress. I have, my doctor says I don't believe in it. Stress does not do anything. It's not how hard you work. Hard work does not hurt anyone. That's why a doctor says. But he's true, he's right if it's physical labor. Physical labor is good for you. But if you're just sitting down in a chair and working, it's not good for you, it's stressful. You so stress is the body, but there's no outlet. There's no physical uh, give, give back. So a person has to visualize themselves reaching their goal joyously instead of thinking about the negatives. I didn't do this, I didn't achieve this, I didn't achieve this. Visualize yourself achieving it. And the doorway to happiness is in our head. You have to open that door inside to, to go through this door. And make other people happy. Try and make other people happy. Make other people happy by giving them a blessing. We were talking about it. yesterday. We had this person who passed away. And uh, Miss Ken, he was a real Miss Ken. I tell you, he was a Miss Ken. He was a manic depressive. He, he came here one day, and he was off his meds, and he was mad. He was a mishugana, mad mishugana, calling mad mishugana. And he would scream and shout, and people would say, take him out of here, Rabbi, get him out. We can't take it anymore. Take him, get him out of here. I sent him home, and I told him, only come to this place where no one's around. I don't mind, I can deal with you, but no one else can deal with you, so come with and, mm. and what happened was, uh, no one treated him nicely. He was like dirt for people. People treated him like dirt. Until, and, uh, that, uh, so until s- slowly he started seeing that people care about him, and it, and it changed his whole personality. Right. Wow. It changed him from night to day. He became a different person, and all of a sudden he started blessing people. May God bless you, may God bless you, may God bless you. He ever, never stopped. So that's a very important idea is when you make other people happy, they're going to make you happy eventually. It's very, very important. Make other people happy and try and make other people happy. People, you see people trying, striving, mothers trying to make their children happy and they're begging their children to be happy and it's not working. Because their answer is they didn't realize what to tell the children is. You have to tell the child finally and tell them, listen, I can't make you happy. Huh? It's, a, it's a big wake up call. People don't realize that. I can do whatever you want, but it's not going to make you happy if you decide not to be happy. It's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. And it's a skill. Happiness is a skill. That's interesting. Happiness is a skill. I'm on page 16. So we, can, we have three three pages and you guys should be very happy. <laughs> Just trying to make you happy a little bit. So you can see your faces. Yeah, so on page 13. So everybody wants to be happy. Well, we're not committed to become happy that's the problem we want to be happy without any effort you know what all the good things in life take effort and that's what the, the, the command says Kafum agra actually it's pretty careful everything everything brilliant is in pretty careful tsara agra the more trouble the more reward so anything even happiness requires investment the Person's got to work on themselves to be happy you know how long it takes me to be happy in the morning that's how you wake up you're happy you're not happy when you wake up I'm not happy when I wake up <laughs> very grumpy, this and that. Oh. then you got to go through Minion. Oh boy! And then finally, a little bit. Oh. Then he start waking up. He start. Oh, it's nice. I suggest you get yourself a little doll Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so useful. You see, that's the secret to happiness. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather have a grandchild. Okay. <laughs> and that's what I tell people. One of my, unfortunately, it's tragic. I think today, it's a tragedy today. Instead of having kids, people get dogs. (laughs) Jews need kids, not dogs. If you're an old lady, okay, okay, you need someone, okay. No, I know, I know, I don't tell you. But if you're a young person and you have a young couple and they buy a dog, have a kid. Maybe they tried. No, I know they can have a kid. Give them a bracha, they can have a kid. And uh, you know what the woman told me? She said, Rabbi, you're right, it's more expensive to have a dog. You know, I had to just pay girls for all the inoculations and stuff, $6,000. <laughs> I said, no. No, she had a dog. Ah, 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 Walks ah, the dog ah. instead of walking the kid. That's the tragedy at our time. But Ruth already did hers. I know, her. I'm not talking about grand Ruth. Grand please, grand please, grand don't. Grand don't start, can't. don't start with Ruth. Please don't start with don't her. Start with Ruth. <laughs> oh. I don't want to start with her. I never start with Ruth. Okay. Uh, so, let's go. It's an art to be happy. We must be happy. But how do we do that? The answer is we have to master our attitude. Our attitudes to life. That's where it comes from. It all stems from our attitudes to life. And our actions and attitudes that create all the unhappiness. You come home and you look around with a critical eye and this is dirty and this is bad and this is... You're not going to be, you're not definitely going to be happy, but you're going to make a lot of unhappy people in your wake. If you come home with a smile and say, wow, this is so nice, the food was so good, and everything's so nice, everything's great, thank you very much. And by the way, that's a good guest. If the guest comes to your house and he says, food stinks, and it's terrible. <laughs> kind of guest? You know what you're going to do? You're going to say, okay, goodbye, I don't think I'll ever invite you ever again, thank you. But can you imagine, you live in the house now, they can't throw you out. But they would like to throw you out. Not a nice place to do. Not, not a good, good thing to do. when You go home. So clean up. There was a, there was a, it's a true story in Lakewood. It's a true story I heard. Now, as Rabbi Arieti says, it may not be, it may not have happened, but it's still true. It's a true story, but it may not have happened and that is the, the guy goes to the rabbi he, says, rabbi he says I can't take this anymore he says what's the problem he says when I go home my kids are all screaming and shouting and running all over the place and they're unwashed and unkept and the, the, the dinner's not ready and my wife is sleeping on the sofa what should I do so the rabbi said take a broom <laughs> So, said what you want me to hit her he said no I want you to go and help clean up that's the idea help instead of criticizing and being critical and this help a person can't do everything you know not superman and superwoman over there so help that's, that's the job the job is to help if you see something bad at home fix it you fix it so if you see the garbage still there take it out for goodness sake instead of complaining and doing nothing and just complaining you do something positive make the house a nicer place make the house a better place it's all attitude it's all attitude and you know what the kids are watching <laughs> the kids are watching your reactions and the kids will remember that all their lives my rabbi, uh, what's the name? Rabbi Twersky says when he looks to find a, a husband for his daughter, he said he went to the house, and he just wanted to see whether the husband puts the stuff in the wash in the dish in the dishwasher. Who puts the stuff in the dishwasher? He says when they, when he saw the husband helping, he said this is a good good, good, good guy to marry the son, because the son saw that the husband was helping in the house, so he'll also learn from his fathers. Where do we learn things? We learn from our fathers. Anyway. It only works now. It only works it sometimes. With children. Yes. But yeah, usually, it's role model. Role role modeling. usually it's role-modeling. Role-modeling. dishwasher, but his son doesn't. It's role-modeling. Usually it's role-modeling. Usually, usually. I don't know. It's role-modeling. Anyway. Is that a true story, Rabbi? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rabbi Tversky said it. Marshall? Rabbi Tversky said it. So he doesn't believe in yuch- yuchus then? He, he believes, believes that if the... F- f- exactly. Role-modeling. 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 Role modeling. It doesn't go through the genes automatically. <laughs> a lot of role-modeling around. And that's uh, very key. Uh, chesed is a very, very important thing. Chesed is a key. If there's chesed in the house, it's going to be a happy house. Look, if the people don't help each other, imagine. The husband won't help his wife, and the wife won't help husband. That's the end of the marriage. That's it. Because people's attitude is, what's in it for me? I want to be served. And she wants to serve. He has to serve me. And she says, no, she has to serve me. And they go to the rabbi, and she has to serve me, and she has to serve me. And the rabbi says, oh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. And the lawyer gets the money. That's it. That's who wins the money, is the lawyer. That's it. Okay, so that's it. So we have to make commitments to be happy. And it's like a lottery. You have to buy the lottery ticket, at least. You want to be happy? You want the lottery of happiness? The least you could do is to buy the ticket. What is the ticket? The ticket is your mind. Your mind, the door in your mind that makes you happy. The commitment to follow these guidelines. Gratitude, appreciation. Look on the positive side. Find the silver lining. Look happy. Act happy, even if you're not happy. Those are, the, those are the keys to happiness. So I just want to stop over here. And we'll continue next week. And now's the time, if you have any comments or, or questions, now's... The- You've just experienced another Torah class. Brought to you by TorahAnytime.com